I'm Haley Topham, and this is Excellence in Management. Hello, and thank you for being here. This was such a cool conversation to have. I spoke with Jennifer Spear, who I worked with this last summer in Montana. I worked in human resources in the company in which she was the assistant manager for a retail location. So I got to see her in action a little bit as a manager and I thought she was incredible, especially being so young. She's about my age. She's a senior in college in Indiana. And she blew my mind because she was using communication skills that I think a lot of even older, more uh, experienced managers don't know how to use or don't know about. And I saw that even more as I had this conversation with her. I have always known since I met her uh, that she is a kind and empathetic individual. And I know she's like this because of the specific experience I had with her um, that I have never forgotten and I've told a lot of people about. A lot of people in my personal life have heard me tell this story of a hike that Jen and I went on, and I have referred to it as the hike that changed my life a couple times. Jen and I went on a hike in Montana that was about 10 miles. I think it was like eight and a half, actually. Uh, She's not here to fact check that, but I'm just going to say 10, and we're just going to round up. It felt like 10. (laughs) Um, But I, at one portion of the hike, I was complaining about someone in my life, and I was talking about how annoying this person was, and just all the things I did not like about them. Um, All the things they were doing that I felt like were irritating or that wasn't good communication or whatever I thought it was. And Jen listened and she actively listened to every part of the story. And I figured at the end she would say, yeah, that person sucks. Um, But we got to the end and we were sitting at a lake. I finished my rant and Jen looked at me and said, I think you could do better. And I have never forgotten that and I will never forget that. I think about it all the time. It changed my life because she didn't say it in a way that was accusatory or made me feel stupid or made me feel like a bad person. I felt like she believed in me and like she knew I was a good person. And because of that, she knew that I could do better, that I could be kinder and that I could communicate in a way that improved my relationship with this person. And so every time I'm feeling upset at someone, I hear those words in the back of my head. I think you could do better. Um, And I am so grateful for Jen and that she said that to me. This was such a cool conversation and I got to hear even more about what an incredible communicator and leader Jen is and is going to be in the future. We talked about empathy and we talked about listening to your employees as a manager. Um, And we talked a lot about being a young manager Um, There was a section at the end of the podcast that I ended up cutting out because we ended up just chatting for a little while, but Jen was talking about how she felt like this conversation and this topic is so important because there's a lot of people like her in her shoes that are going to end up being managers really young um, because they work in retail or food or a different industry and just kind of work their way up. And there's a lot of opportunities for young people to be managers and sometimes to be managers of people who are much older than them, which is something else we talk about in this episode. So I hope you enjoy this. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I hope you learned something that you can apply to your professional or personal life. Thank you so much for being here. And without further ado, here is Jennifer Spear. Thank you so much for being here. Um, So if you could give me like a quick overview of your career path, where did you start? What have you done? Where are you now? And then where do you hope to go? Uh, yeah. Um, so my name is Jennifer, by the way. Um, I am a college student, so I'm a senior. Uh, so last year, um, so I study psych, psychology. Um, and going into college, I always knew I wanted to do a psych. Um, however, I wasn't particularly into the whole therapy counseling thing, but I knew that my focus was people and um, that was just kind of my passion through high school. And I think just through life is helping people realize the potential they have. Um, And I think while I do that, it helps me learn my potential as well. So I definitely chose uh, stuck with psych. Um, But as I went through psych, I didn't know kind of what realm I wanted to go into until I realized that I like 
telling people what to do. And I like, um, again, helping people reach that like maximum potential. So I was like, oh, something, you know, was if it was HR, if it was industrial, organizational psychology, whatnot. Um, I also knew I didn't want to do more schooling. So I chose um, kind of the organizational communications kind of HR realm um, management. So uh, I kind of stuck in that realm. So I kind of have a few minors in that uh, organizational leadership. So that's kind of where I'm at now with my degree. And hopefully in the future, um, I use that to manage a team, whether that's for um, any corporation. Um, Yeah. So you mentioned that you knew early on that you loved working with people. You were like, that's what I want to do. I like people. Um, Was there a specific experience that you were like, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to be working with people. Or was it just your entire life? You were a people person. What was it that made you realize that? I think something very important that I discovered really early was my personality um, from taking copious amounts of personality tests. Um, I'm a very outgoing person. I'm a very interpersonal communicator. Um, I'm very empathetic. Uh, I like connecting with people um, on a deeper level. Um, so honestly, I knew I wanted to help people. I didn't know what that meant. And I knew it didn't mean doing specific like healthcare or anything like that. I knew it was just to help people and to make the world a better place. And I didn't know what that kind of entailed, but it wasn't really until I worked in retail. That's kind of where I got my experience. Um, I did that obviously to make money, but when I moved to Indianapolis, where which is where I go to school in Indiana, um, I became a manager at a retail um, place and I kind of just really liked it. It was really hard at first because I was super young. I was 19 being a manager, um, managing people who were twice as older than twice, like twice older than me. And I think from then I realized that I, I just really like helping people do their job well. And I cared about my employees. I think that's kind of what maybe honestly, unfortunately sets me apart from a lot of managers that I I really care about them. And I want them to be here, even though, you know, it's retail, it's not everyone's core career and it's definitely not mine, but it's, you know, we all have to do some type of job and to make your job a place to go and not to hate it is very important to me. And I think that's when I realized that I really like that HR, that psych uh, IO realm mm-hmm. a lot. That's great. And then you mentioned before also that you like telling people what to do. I like telling people what to do too, but I feel like that yeah. sentence gets a bad rap and like doesn't sound good <laughs> because you're not, yeah, <laughs> you're not bossy. Like I've seen you work I've seen like I know what it looks like and you're not yelling at people you're not like you said you really care about your employees but what do you think that actually is that you say I like telling people what to do what do you think that really means and definitely that's that's a funny phrase because <laughs> I was talking to my academic advisor it, when I was sophomore and I was like I don't know what 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 realm of psych to go into and I was like I just like telling people what to do and she was <laughs> like that's funny um so pretty much that um but yeah no communication I is such a big part of management I mean it's probably without a doubt the biggest part and it's it's constantly changing it's not going to work for every single individual you manage it's not going to work for even you as a manager but you kind of have to adapt um I think when I say I like to tell people what to do I like to guide people Mm. um And I say that all the time because when it comes to like retail or you could say mundane job, like I, we all have to start at the bottom. We all have to start, you know, being, being an associate, being a server, being a hostess. And once you kind of, I kind of realized I had the qualities to move fast. My work was great. I didn't cut corners. Um, I was committed. I think that's my biggest thing I'm personally proud of myself is that how committed I am to things. It can also be my downfall, (laughs) Um, but I'm very committed to things and I want to be better. Even if that means, you know, my retail job, if that means like the cleanup, taking out trash or cleaning up the store, like I was going to do it and I was going to do it right. And I was going to do it well. And 
I came to the point where I was, I saw people who didn't know what to do or what they weren't doing around. I was like, let me help you and let me do it in a way that motivates you to be better. Um, and I think communication is very important in that way because how you say things matters, what you say matters, um, you know, the tone, the body language, things that you just learn in regular communication class, like matters and that's gonna not just translate into the workplace it's literally gonna be your life so you might as well figure it out and I think fortunately I figured it out not perfect at it definitely not I have my days um but I think I figured out again empathetic committed um transparent with your workers um allowing them to ask you questions um them feeling comfortable around you I think a lot of people go into these jobs or honestly any job and there can be a sense of uncomfortableness if their supervisor isn't super like out there like asking them questions like the supervisor is just like oh I'm there to just be and just to guide you whereas I'm there to do that but I want you to be better so mm-hmm. how can we come to an agreement that you're going to be better I'm going to be better and we're going to make the workplace a great place so yeah. um that's a really long answer to that no um, <laughs> really um I think tell, guiding people is the better phrase. And I yeah. think using effective communication is that first step. And to be honest, it's every step. So yeah. it's the beginning, yeah. the middle and the end. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, for real. Have, you talked about this a lot that I feel like communication really is the difference between a crappy job and a great one. And you talked about like you like yeah. serving and like, waiting tables and just like all these different retail working in food are viewed so often as crappy jobs because they are. (laughs) And also because the communication in those settings, people literally do not care. And I think like we all work jobs like that. And that kind of was like actually the premise of like me starting this podcast and talking about this because I worked a food job in high school that sucked and then worked a food job later that was so good because my manager communicated with us in a way that like treated us like adults and with respect and he clearly cared about us and it changed the entire thing and you also mentioned like simple communication classes like the basic com 101 classes teach you so many things (laughs) that can change your entire life you know you saw that transition from one bad job to a good job I mean, that's simple. I think this is where my psychology hat comes on, I guess. But, you know, the studies that have been done, you know, you have the like the infinite like Hawthorne effect in the Hawthorne studies. It's like, you know, you put these people in, you give them like, I don't know, a crappy job, um, not really great circumstances, but you can but you continue to motivate them there's there's no difference in the people who had really good perks in their job and the people who did it. It doesn't matter about pay. It doesn't matter the benefits as long as you really just motivate your team and you care about their team. That's what the Hawthorne effect is. Like a better mm-hmm. worker comes from motivation from their manager. It comes from the support that they feel. Um, so that's where you see that shift that, yeah, you worked a food job. It's not the greatest. And you, when you have bad management, it can actually be the worst job of your life. <laughs> they can um, ruin your you see, life. <laughs> well, actually, entire life. And yeah. <laughs> then you see the shift. Oh, I'm working the same job, but my manager's nice to me mm-hmm. and cares about me and asks me how my day is and cares about and sees me as a person. Oh, my job is so much better because of the team. I mean, you have people who say, you know, if you look at Fortune like 100 and you look at like the top companies work for, none of them talk about pay. None of them, some of them say benefits, but mostly the, what they're saying is that people treat them like human beings and treat their team well. And the company like believes in the employee. And I think that's also a reason I got into communications HR was because like, I care about the worker and I want to change that because, you know, HR, things like that gets a bad rap sometimes, you know, you know, I do know. (laughs) So, (laughs) So it's like you play hall monitor that's yeah. what I've been told about a lot of things. But really, if I were to go into that, if I were not, I mean, at the end of the day, what I want to do is just make people like their jobs. And how can I do that? And that's the question I think we're all asking ourselves, you know? Yeah, definitely. You mentioned something a while ago, too, that I wanted to come back to. You talked about when you were a manager at 19 of people who were like twice your age. And I think that that is a surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly common thing 
that young managers, people like you who are ambitious and like know how to do it. And so you do it, you end up managing people who are twice your age, if not older. And have worked there longer than me. And have worked there longer. Like way than longer than me. <laughs> and yeah. like, I've worked with people like that. I've been a, like a supervisor over people like that, trained people like that. And yeah. more often than not, sometimes they're like so wonderful and willing to learn and listen. And often they have a chip on their shoulder and like do not want to listen to you because they're younger. And part of me doesn't blame them. Like that's hard. Do you have any examples of that and how you handle a situation like that? What does the communication look like in that situation or any time like an employee might be less than willing to listen? When I was 19 and um, the retail company I worked for was like, hey, would you like to be a part-time manager? And I, you know, at that time I was really, it mostly was for the pay. I mean, for me, like college student, whatever. And I was like, yeah. And so I was doing it and there was a lady there um, and she still works there and she has worked there for years. She used to be like a manager and then she has another job. And I mean, kind of where like indie or that this is everywhere, honestly, people work two jobs these days. <laughs> so this yeah. is like her side gig, but she knows how to do the job and she just comes in there, you know, she knows what she's doing. And there was this time where, I mean, she really called me out and it was, awful <laughs> it was awful because I felt so stupid I I remember going to my boss and, I mean I had one of those moments where I was just so emotional I was just like I can't do this like I'm not cut out for this like I can't I I know how to do my job and I feel like I don't know how to teach these people and I mean best boss I literally will ever have of my life sat me down kind of calmed me down and again that's what makes a good a boss so good is because they care about you they take the time to sit down and talk to you like I remember I was so upset and she was like hey Sunday since we opened a little later she was like come in early and let's just like let's talk she's like you're a good worker you know you're learning you're 19 years old doing this I believe in you things like that and I I mean it changed my life I mean really it did um and I like learned how to kind of deal with criticism because I was I was met with pre like constructive criticism in school but never like in the in the real workforce and I never thought that this would stay with me for the rest of my life um because retail wasn't something I was passionate about anywho fast forward that lady and I like probably the most inseparable in work um I actually I stopped being a manager there um but since I came back from Montana I still go there sometimes just to um make money while I also have my internship um, and I see her once in a while and it's like a breath of fresh air to see her because she knows what she's doing and I know what I'm doing. So the bosses management now, they know that we're going to do our jobs and do it well. And um, she's my favorite person to work with, makes me laugh, things like that. And I think it's just because I, I learned to listen to the employee, even when that advice didn't suit me, even though I didn't want to hear it because, um, you know, she taught me to be a good manager and to be a good manager, you have to listen to your team. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if like your team is wrong. Maybe you dropped the ball and you didn't mean to, you had a bad day and you're not the kind of manager they're talking about, but you still got to take that and kind of think about it and be like, how can I be better? And I feel like a lot, a lot of managers don't do that. Mm -hmm. They don't listen to like the older, the younger, their generation. I feel like they come in and they have this complex and, you know, and, um, I definitely didn't have a complex because I felt like I didn't know I was yeah. doing it right half the time. But um, no, definitely that interaction changed my life, changed how the way I manage people. Um, and I take how my employees think of me very seriously, I think now. And you said in there, like, to be a good manager, you have to listen to your employees. And I think that that I don't know that I've ever really thought about yeah. that, like treating them like a person. Yes. But I've always kind of felt like you don't have to like you're the manager you tell them what to do and that has to be like kind and constructive but um that is so true actually i had an experience in the great the great food job that i worked actually i loved it so much loved our gm um in agm that we had for like a little bit of time i like really our, our, my gm described it as like we were oil and water just like we did not get along <laughs> and we tried so hard like i would try to yeah. like about his life and like be his friend and I was like cool we're not gonna be friends like it's just not gonna work um but he and I was like a, a I was 
a trainer over part of the store at that time, but he pulled me aside one time and he told me that he had heard a rumor that I didn't like my job. And he, he said these words, he said, whenever I hear things about people, I just assume that they're true. And I said, why would you think that? Like, why, why? (laughs) And I told him, I was like, that's not true. Here's what I said, X, Y, and Z. It was basically, I was frustrated with one specific aspect of it. And he was like, when you're feeling that way, can you like bring it to a manager? And I was like, I did. I brought it to several managers. You were just not the manager that was on shift at the time. Like, and I was so frustrated and I also felt stupid and I felt like I had messed up and I probably, I should have communicated with him more, but because I think it's always good to take accountability for your side of it. But at the same time, like looking back, if he had pulled me aside and been like, Hey, I heard this, tell me your side of it. Like, tell me actually what's happening. And I, if I felt like he was going to listen to me, I would have felt so much better about him in general. Like that experience tainted our entire relationship. And I think that you're absolutely right. And I, I don't, I don't think about that very often. Like thinking about your manager, I think another really big part to management, I think what makes a good manager, I think it's, and again, psych hat is coming on. It's who is the person? What is the personality? What is their lived experience? things like that. And I think, I mean, at the end of the day, you can have the worst manager in your life, but they're also a person too. They've been through things. They started where you were. They probably have been treated the way you were. That's why they're treating you like that because that made them a good manager. And I feel like that is the biggest thing out of this in general is like learning who your team is, um, respecting your team and learning, knowing their personalities. Um, a really good thing. Uh, one of my classes, obviously we do so many like personality things, but, um, the biggest thing is like, you know, if you have everything out there, like the 16 personalities, the disc, uh, workplace personality, Myers-Briggs, all that stuff can tell you what kind of person you are. Um, and yeah, you don't have to go to every job and present what kind of person you are, but here are all really the personality does. tests I've taken and my results. Please hire me. Yeah. I am an ENFP. <laughs> so do you want to hire me or? <laughs> I'm a four, you know, you know, things like that. And it's just really. I'm a Sagittarius. Weird. That's. <laughs> That's. <laughs> honestly, like, it, I mean, some of that stuff is like, you know, like he said, she said, but it's also like, it, it, it holds true. I mean, our personalities you know, that doesn't really, it doesn't really change. You know, we, we stay with like who we are for a long time. And I mean, taking the example back to the worker that um I had that, like that beef, whatever you called with for a second, it was, I mean, her lived experience is that she's been doing this job longer than I am. She knows this job. It doesn't matter if like, I am the boss and I know all the new things. She knows how to do the job and I can't blame her for that. I can't sit here and be like, well, I'm the boss. So what I say goes, it's mostly like, yeah, I'm going to tell you what to do. And she listens to me, but I also got to take into account who she is. You know, she's a hardworking, you know, single mom. I, I like knew her personal life and things like that. And because I, because I asked, because I cared and things like that. So knowing your employees is so important. And I feel like what your manager failed to do was to take away for to take a step back from his soapbox, his bias, and say, you know, this is how this has been done to me in the past. How can I treat this employee better than I've been treated? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of managers, again, just don't do that. And it's not, it, I don't think it has been taught well to them. Cause I mean, I'm taking all these management courses and things like that. And that's gonna make me a good manager. But sometimes, you know, in those entry level jobs, like, restaurants, retail, things like that. Like these managers don't go through schooling. You know, some of them are associates who work their tail off and get to the top and maybe they're not um, given the opportunity to go to college or to know what these tests are. Like sometimes they just don't know. So we can't sit here and, you know, patronize them for it. Yeah. You know, if you're the associate and you know how to be a better worker than that's on you and you, no one can take that away from you. And I advise no one take that away from you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're starting off like me, a young manager, or you're an associate and you want to be a manager or you're studying management, things like that, like no one can take away your personality. So it's important for you to know what your personality is. And I, I always say, take these tests, mm-hmm. you know, know your sign, know all these things, because it's like, <laughs> no, that's who you are. And no one, yeah. there's no one like you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take, I mean, no one's going to have the perfect way to communicate with you. So 
it's just like trial and error all the time, but at least you're working at it together as a team, you know? Yeah. So. Um, that brings up another question I have. So as far as like understanding your employees' personalities, I had the same issue with this same manager that he wanted me to be more bubbly. Like he wanted me to be so excited to come into work where he was like, I'm so pumped to be here. You know, those guys. And I am like, so not that person. It would be so fake. And I was friendly. Like I, I wasn't being a jerk. Like I'm not going to be rude to customers ever. Like I smiled and was nice and would ask them how their day was. But I'm not bubbly. Like I just, I'm pretty mellow. You can ask literally anyone who knows me. Um, And that's just kind of how I am. But we had a lot of problems with like him doing that with everyone. He wanted everyone to like behave a certain way. Um, What is the line between like respecting the personality of your associate, but also like needing them to be better? (laughs) Like I, you know, I was never (laughs) rude, but if I was like, oh, I'm just like so, so mellow that I came off as rude that would need to change. How do you go about that? What does that communication process look like? You know, moving as a assistant. Sorry, I'm hitting you with all these like unexpected, uh, tough questions. (laughs) No, I'm like, I'm like, I know, like I, I, I love (laughs) these because it helps me reflect and, you know, cause I I don't know, like the question, the answer to your question is I don't know. I think you can take so much time figuring it out. It's, um, you know, it, it's going to take us forever kind of just to make sure Mm -hmm. everyone's happy with how we communicate with them um but being a manager in um where we were in Montana um I had this associate who definitely not very outgoing very monotone in his Mm -hmm. voice things like that but I knew him outside of work because the this the work to social ratio where we were was uh, non-existent. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the same the people. people. I, I saw every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I saw right. them. I went outside my house. I yeah. saw them. <laughs> so I knew who he was outside of work and I, right. I loved him. He was like one of my favorite employees. And, um, but with customers, he was very monotone and very bland and it comes off rude it, when you, when you do need that hello welcome in like here's what we got especially when you're in national park because people are coming national parks to have a good time you know Mm -hmm. you get a different demographic of people Mm -hmm. and um i mean it was really hard and i remember talking to the main manager who was there and we were just like i don't know like what to do with this guy and i was like okay you can play on strengths i feel like that's a big thing you know i think management is a lot of to be a manager it takes a lot of problem solving it takes you know critical thinking um it's matchmaker (laughs) it's like how do I make this associate better like what can I do and sometimes you can't do anything Mm -hmm. and that is just bottom line like sometimes literally the solution is to do nothing because sometimes you really can't with some people Mm -hmm. and where we were it's a seasonal job so you know like they don't care they're there to be in uh Montana they didn't come Um, here to like invest in their retail job they came to no no so what do you do with that what, and yeah. so also just kind of like really quick did what? you I'm pretty sure like if you wanted to fire someone that worked in your store you couldn't right it would have to go through HR it'd have to go through us yes so I would have to like talk to you know him he would have to talk to her her would talk to you and right. whoever it was just kind of like that say, no and then I'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no <laughs> she's like nah. um, <laughs> Deal with it. But, but also a note on like seasonal working we don't fire people unless you really mess up. <laughs> like, exactly. It, so like, it was like, how do I have to work with what you have I got. to make it work? Yeah. And I feel like that was that experience was one of the best experiences I've ever had when it comes to management because I had, I had to play with the cards I was given these people and these people were amazing. I had the best staff ever and yeah. they were all different in so many ways. And this guy was so different and he was just so hard to work with sometimes, but I got to know him on a personal level where I knew he could be better. So I would, so that's where it comes in as a manager. What I'm going to say is that it comes into communication. It comes with, you know, pulling them to the side and being like, you good, you know, like, and that's what I kind of did at first before I really knew him. I was like, you know, trying to get to know him. And I just learned that that was his personality. Mm -hmm. So I focused on other strengths he had, you know, if he, usually you see, you deal with associates at the cash register. 
So I would have him do something else, you know, and he didn't even like really being at the cash register. Um, he liked doing like the warehouse things. So I played on that strength. I, you know, I was like, then you go do that. And, you know, when he wanted a break and he wanted to be at the cash register, you know, I would kind of, you know, just see how he was doing. And it, it did get better because it's kind of just a happy place mm -hmm. to be because you're surrounded by what you're surrounded by. Yeah. But I've dealt with the same thing in Indianapolis. That's not super mountainy or beautiful. It's like buildings everywhere. Um, and I think what we just, it just takes that interpersonal communication to like pull them aside and say, you know, you, you like everything. Okay. Like um, kind of say like, do you like selling? Do you like that? Otherwise I can put you at something else mm -hmm. in retail. It's not just interacting with customers. I don't think customers realize that like, Retail is stocking, it's filling, it's putting things away, it's shipment, it's things like that, it's offsite moving, like it's all these things. And some people are just better at doing those things. So let them do it. And so that's kind of where I, we kind of came at an agreement that with the store manager that we would just have him do other things and, mm -hmm. you know, um, things like that. And I know a lot of people would do, deal with that differently. Like a lot of people I think would be, pull them aside, they would not reward they would reward only good behavior and things like that. I know that's a big topic is how do you reward these people? But where we were, we just kind of had to deal with it. And so yeah. <laughs> we did the best we could kind of with that. And I feel like to be a manager, you have to be scrappy. You have to be thinking on the fly and, you know, you kind of have to like buck up and have those conversations that you don't want to have. Yeah. I feel like that's the part I still really struggle with is having hard conversations. It is really hard. And I think that a lot of like what I'm hearing from you and because I know you, your communication is probably so good, partially just because of your general attitude that like you respect these people, you want to understand them, you want to help them because you could pull someone aside and say like, you good? Like what, like what you're talking about? Like what's going on? What do you like? Um, And you could say those exact words, maybe not that you good, but like the, you could say the same thing. Yeah, and it doesn't in, come out right. Right. You could say it in an accusatory tone. So that that person yeah. feels like they're being chewed out when they're not, you know, where like maybe the manager doesn't mean it that way. And so I can imagine that you are not the type of person to do that. And like we forget about that part of communication, like your general attitude, the way you treat people, like your tone, you, your body language. Yeah. If you are constantly. All the minute details. If you are constantly grumpy and like have an angry look on your face and have like uh just like always accusing people your tone is negative even if you're trying to be nice to someone they're not going to take it that way and to be honest even if i did do it in the correct way it still is not it still might not be taken that way yeah you know yeah. so it it is the person and i feel like that's where communication you know it that's all you can really do like you can really right. just at the end of the day like reflect and I know, I know moments where I didn't handle things correctly. Mm -hmm. I know like I'll talk to an associate or I'll talk to my management and I'll say things that, you know, didn't come out right. And I revisit it and, you know, either again, where we were business hours were like, I was talking to the same people I worked with every single day. So business hours like, are 24 seven, the entire summer, 24 yeah. seven where we were. Yeah. And, you know, it takes, sometimes you gotta be very apologetic and you really mm -hmm. have to like, instead of using like you language, it's really I like, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I made you upset. That's not my, that wasn't my intention. I was looking out for you. I want you to be better, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, if the employee doesn't still is like, no, like I'm still upset that that can't really be on the manager at that point, you know? Right. So right. I think, um, I think tone, body language, things like that are so important, but they can go, they can get so lost so quick and you can, you can't take back your words. Yeah. And I feel like that's something I've learned the hard way is that I can't take back what I said. Um, so I gotta, I gotta like apologize and I gotta move on. I gotta be better. I can't mm -hmm. sit here and like pity myself and I can't like, you know, walk around eggshells. Like mm -hmm. I have a job to do and I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to be better, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, better than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. You talked about how you can't take back your words. And I think that that like, obviously we all know that. But I personally think there's a lot of value in like taking a second to think about how you want to respond, even like in a yeah. conversation, like someone can say something to me that's not even about me or whatever. But if it's like a heavy topic or just something I want to respond to correctly, I can like take a second and think about it. And I saw that a lot this summer 
that I was involved in a lot of conversations that were so sensitive about so many different things, about firing people, about poor behavior in the company and different things. And there were a couple moments where I, someone was expecting an answer out of me. And I thought like, what I say here really matters and could be the, like really the wrong thing or the right thing. And I think there's a lot of value in taking a second to think about that and then say it. And I would imagine that that applies a lot to management in how you're dealing with those hard, hard conversations or like the guy who is monotone, like how you don't want to just be like, Hey, like be better or like be happier, you know, like think about it for a second. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like in whatever position I'm in, if it's in any management, it's, it is, you're like exactly right. Taking a minute to figure out your words. And I feel like I struggle with that. I feel like that's one of my biggest struggles Mm -hmm. is that if someone approaches me with a problem, I want to fix it. Like I really want to fix a problem and I want to help you and I want to be better. I want you to be better. And sometimes I can get very caught up with myself and I can, it just doesn't come out right because I am thinking and talking at the same time, instead of just thinking, then talking. Right. (laughs) And I mean, that happens in my own day-to-day life. Sometimes I'm just going off the rails and I'm just talking. I'm not even thinking about what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) But yeah, in those moments, um, I remember there, one of my associates, um, like we mentioned earlier, um, so where we were, you couldn't just be like three no shows, you're out or blah, 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 you're out or blah, 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 you're out. It was kind of like it had to go through a lot of rungs of leadership, um, whatever. I had an associate who wanted to leave and I was very close with this associate and it was a very hard moment for me as a manager because I couldn't sit there and I couldn't be like, I couldn't convince him to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as a manager, I kind of had to like take off the friend hat. And I feel like this is like that fine line between, you know, as a manager, I'm very open with my employees. I want them to think of me as someone they can rely on. And I think that can, can, can get translated into I'm your friend, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just this friend. And I feel like I want to preference like that is a fine line and you sometimes you can't cross it. Even when I was a manager, not in Montana, but in Indy, like I made it a thing that I wasn't, you know, going to act like that with my associates, people who were my, my age, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm there in this sense a superior. So management is such a, it's such a toiling thing because it's like, oh, I want to be the cool boss. I want to be the boss that people can rely on. I want to have good communication. I want to be empathetic. I want to be blah, 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 this but I'm not your best friend. I'm not, you know, going to just let you off the hook when you do something wrong, things like that. Like there is such a fine line. And I feel like with how I am, I can get, I can get caught in that quickly if I'm not careful. And sometimes I did in where I was, you know, and that's the hardest thing. And there's some people you're going to talk to in this podcast and it's going to be, people aren't going to be like me. They're going to be like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and this is how I do it. And this is what has worked here is like, um that and yeah you know and that's the thing like some people just manage differently like the store manager in Montana that I worked closely with we did our performance reviews together and we just we had like this really deep conversation because he's someone I truly care about in Mm -hmm. real life and I still communicate with him a lot and he was just like you know Jennifer like he's like you really just equaled me out because I'm just a hard, like I play hardball, hardball. Yeah. Like I'm a tough cop. You're yes, good cop. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, we just really balance each other out, and I think that's what management also can be. Um, it can be really a good balance of people. So, and again, like your story earlier, where you talked to one manager but not him, you felt comfortable approaching another manager. You didn't feel comfortable approaching him. And there were people and- who felt exactly the opposite with that too. Like there were people who loved the manager I didn't click with and hated my favorite manager and that and that's just life like that's just how <laughs> right. the, work, the workplace is going to work and with that employee who wanted to leave I had to step back and I had to stop being his friend and I had to say you know what like you're obviously not in a good place blah 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 like yeah like you can go like I didn't say like yeah you can go home and he left it was just kind of like me- <laughs> you know I was just like let me talk to our supervisor then and things like that and let me be there with you to make you comfortable and he did that when he told my store manager, who again played hardball, was very like, very boss, like very, very boss. Uh, when we sat him down and we told him, the associate was like, 
thank you for being there because I don't think I could have done that without mm-hmm. you. And it's just kind of like, I'll, again, I'll think about that for the rest of my life because yeah. I, I may cross that line of friendship sometimes, but at least this associate is happy and feels comfortable coming to me. Mm-hmm. I want someone to feel comfortable talking to me. I don't, I don't want to be the boss that you feel like you can't talk to me. You know, I love talking to people. I love figuring out problems, how I can help you. Have I been through that advice? Things like that. Like I, I maybe I just like talking, but um, <laughs> it really is. It really is just really nice to know that when an associate says like, I really trust you, things like that, that, that's important to me. I don't care if I do retail or whatever the rest of my life, as long as like my employees know I care about them. Like that's yeah. what my, that's what I want in a job. I think mm-hmm. you are going back to Montana this summer um, and managing that same retail location, having already done it once and like had all these experiences and learned all these things, what are the communication tools specifically that you learned from that, that you're going to take into being head honcho manager? Yeah, it will definitely be like a learning experience. Like that's going to be real, real stuff that I'm going to be dealing with. And, um, I, Again, I talk about how I am as a manager and I know my faulty issues. I know that um, sometimes I cross that line or, you know, some sometimes you can really be too, dare I say it, empathetic. You can be too caring sometimes mm-hmm. to your employees where business kind of gets left because you have a job to do. I mean, that's, you know, I'm, I'm going, I, <laughs> I'll preference, like I'm going back because I got a lot of things I still want to do while I'm in the West. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I also am going for just the experience of managing people because that's what I want to do with my life. Um, And I think what I'll take with me is that I'm going to keep, hold on, Uh, don't come in here, (laughs) my roommate. Um, I'm going to keep that in. (laughs) Yeah, keep that in, um, my roommate. (laughs) Um, I think something I'm going to keep with me is my attitude about things. I'm going to keep my commitment I think my commitment can kind of get the best of me because I get too committed and I'm just like, I get so worked up about things sometimes too quickly. So I'm really learning um, and I'm really taking how my other manager did it when I was back there. Again, he was very boss. He was very professional. He was very like, I mean, he had an MBA, um, man. He wasn't messing around. <laughs> he wasn't messing around. Like he was there to sell some camping gear for sure. And, um, he was the best and I, I learned a lot from him and I think learned how to communicate and how those hard conversations and to sometimes to be the boss, not everyone's going to like you. And that's something I struggle with. Like I want people to like me. I want people again to ask me questions, whatever, but I can be a good manager, but I don't have to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think something I'm really going to take is just balance in that. I'm really going to like hopefully have a good assistant manager where I can lean on them for support and they lean on me. And then I have such a good, well, it's not a GM, but it's the GM of where we are at little (laughs) location. And I'm really going to like learn through her and ask her for help and things like that. But also I'm just going to learn on my own and I'm going to, you know, see what works. And, you know, I'm really going to take the interpersonal communication with me, um, you know, listening, active listening, Mm -hmm. um, taking those, you know, the experiences that haunt me, like the one where I was 19 and that, (laughs) that one associate really like chewed me out that one day, like, I'm going to take that with me. I'm going to, you know, how can I be better and things like that. And I'm really going to think about that while I'm there. And, you know, before I go and things like that, because I have more responsibility. I'm not just managing a team. I'm also like dealing with more um, operations things, which I'm really excited about, because that's also what I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. is, um, things like that. Um, so it's definitely going to be a learning curve for me, but just taking the communication of like being empathetic, being transparent, being honest, um, you know, creating a space where like, you know what, you can tell me things and it, you know, it stays here and I want to help you be better. And if you feel like I'm not leading you in the right direction, like we can talk to someone else and they can kind of guide us and things like that. Like, you know, Again, I'm still young. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 22. And um, again, I'm going to be working with people who are older than me. And that's kind of scary. But also, I think I'm ready to do that. And I think I kind of, I think I got it figured out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also takes a lot of yeah. being there and learning as well. Because it's such a, it's such a different environment where we were. It yeah. was, it's like, it's like leaving like this weird parallel universe and coming back to reality. I have and- like 
fever dreams about it every week. <laughs> like, what was that? And I'll describe it to people and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was it was such a crazy experience, but it, it's something that I'm, I love doing. And that's why I'm mm-hmm. going back is because yeah. I like it so much. I like who I work with and the types of people who come to work in those places. Yeah, they might have different work ethics and things like that. They might be there for different reasons, but collectively we all want to be in this space. Mm-hmm. So that's the common ground. I feel like that's a good thing if you have a disagreement with anyone or a quarrel it's like what's the common ground here like yeah what, like what do we kind of touch on and it's so easy there because it's like oh we both want to be in montana it's our common ground so how can we work together to make sure that we can still work here together and have fun and be happy and make a difference you know i think taking just those with me i think hopefully hopefully it gets me yeah. good there you know i think last thing i want to say about that you um you mentioned like a lot of what you want to do, the type of manager you want to be this next summer revolves around learning and that you're like, I'm going to listen, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn from the GM above you and from the people you work with. And I think that that is such a wonderful trait in a manager to not go in thinking that you know everything about everyone and how people work. That even when you have a manager who is in their 50s and 60s and on, they can have so much wisdom to share, but I think that if you get trapped in feeling like you know everything in the world, it just ruins it. Like, it just, I'm not going to learn as much from them because I don't respect them as much. And I feel like that, that's why I respect you because you know a lot and are very smart, uh, but you don't act like you know everything. I think organizational management is going human resources. That's, communications that changes every single year you know every through time it just it evolves and evolves and evolves and like I've learned a lot of things but I also don't know anything you know I don't know you know I feel like sometimes I don't know anything and that might be like my personal thing but also like it's a lifelong learning experience and I feel like that's why I was so drawn to it in the first place is because communication managing people doesn't have a exact answer it's not like it's not like um being a um like it's not math it's not like yeah. you're gonna have this answer at the end of this formula it's like here's the formula of how behavior personality job performance all mixes together mm-hmm. but you got to come up with the solution and it yeah. might be a different <laughs> person next to you and right. it, it's going to look different from the person in the future of you or in the past behind mm-hmm. you and i you kind of as a manager you have to look at past, present, future. And you kind of have to look at all the, you know, all the answers and it's hard. It's so difficult. And it's not, it's not for people who can't really like have that. I don't know what that word is, have that like towards that kind of thinking, but it just takes practice. Yeah. (laughs) Like it really just takes practice. And I'm so glad. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that in 19. Cause I was, I'm a shy sometimes person when it comes to like being confident in my abilities Mm -hmm. And I feel like at 19, I kind of just threw myself in. And I think that was the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I think that's the best thing I'm doing for myself after I graduate is throwing myself into, yeah. first of all, into such a crazy dynamic workplace. Oh, so unique. Like meeting people that I'm going to know forever, you know, things like that. And it's just like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good and bad, but there's so much good and it's so hard not yeah. to focus on that. And it's yeah. so hard not to kind of like give credit to that as well as my experience and things like that. So definitely it's always changing um, to be in HR, to be in communications, to be in all that. Like it's like, you have to be a lifelong learner. If you can't commit to that, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you should stick whatever, but I, I hate saying that because you gotta learn how to, you know, I gotta know how to communicate. Yeah. And there's some people who just lack that. And it's, you know, jobs like uh like jobs like you and me or people who are, you know, not educated, I won't say that might be like a not a term to use, but like people who know how to communicate with others to like help them mm-hmm. and to meet them where they're at because we know how to be good communicators. You know, let me meet you where you're let me mm-hmm. meet you where you're at with your life experience and let me show you by my performance, how I treat others, how I interact with my employees. Like, let me show you what a good manager is. And then you'll believe in yourself. And it's just kind of like a train reaction type yeah. thing because I would I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for the managers I had. And I, I'm going to be honest, knock on wood, but I never had a bad manager in my life. Oh, so yeah, that's a big, yeah. I stand by the <laughs> I've never, 
it, it's bold because I've never had a manager above me or a manager I've worked with that I didn't believe in them and they didn't did not like and they they didn't not they didn't they did not I don't know they didn't not not believe in <laughs> the associates or the people we were working with like yeah. I've never had to deal with like a bad bad manager I never had to be in the situations but I did have to deal with learning how to be a good manager and I feel like sometimes maybe I was the bad manager I don't know but mm-hmm. you know it's just like it's learning we're learning yeah. so you have to be a lifelong learner to be in this industry yeah on the topic of all the things you're good at my last question not that I asked you any of the questions on the list I sent you but you answered all of them so I didn't need to ask them okay. <laughs> um, I was prepared <laughs> but my last question that was not on the list that I sent you um what is your favorite thing about yourself mm. Okay. I feel like I'm in a, like a job interview because when I, <laughs> I got, when I was interviewing for the store manager, you know, they ask you like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You right. What is something you worked on? Yeah. And I always say that my biggest strength, I feel like, but also a biggest, a big weakness I think I have is, is my commitment. Like mm-hmm. when I believe in, so a company, when I believe in what I'm doing, like I, I really stick with it. Like I just really commit to the bit, I think. And <laughs> I take things, I take my work very seriously because that's how I was raised. Like I was raised that work is important to be like, if you're going to do a job, you do it right. Otherwise don't bother doing it. And I think sometimes that just stays with me a lot. I feel like, so I'm very committed to what I do. I'm committed to my people. I will always, if something ever, like if ever like an associate was upset, like, you know, stop like business altogether doesn't matter to me it's how is that person feeling and how are we gonna like get them back up because I'm committed to them because I took I didn't take an oath I didn't take like an official oath but I did when I signed that job I signed to manage those people and to care about those people and those people are in in my possession when they're at work so I gotta keep them safe and I gotta make sure that they're happy and that they're mentally there otherwise you know business can't run um but also business will run but sometimes the employee can't. And I think it's important. I think the last thing I want to say is like, it's really important these days that like, we really care about our, we really care about our, our employees. Mm-hmm. And um, because without them, business wouldn't run. Right. So I feel like taking a step back and um, really like praising your team and motivating your team and in a sense, loving your team, like, you know, it's very important. And I feel like that's something I do well is that I commit to my team and um, I believe in them and I'm their biggest supporter and things like that. So I feel like that's something I really do well. I agree. I could tell in like all the all the moments that I would watch you manage people in the store. Um, I could tell you were good at it. You are so freaking cool and I'm very, very impressed. I've always been very impressed, but even more so now. <laughs> um, thank you so thank much. You so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. This was so fun. Thank you.